Hey everyone, welcome to the League of Collectors podcast. Here we're going to talk comics, action figures, Funko Pops, and statues. We cover news, leaks, reveals, and anything else that comes up. The League of Collectors is a group of collectors from all walks of life, and we collect all kinds of things. Check out our Instagram for more information. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the After Show Podcast. Uh, we're just wrapping up our spotlight review on Dark Ages 2. So if you didn't check that out, go to YouTube. Uh, that should be up by now. So let us know how we did there. But before we get started, go through a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, with me, I have Cape Con Comics, Canadian Geek, and AGC Comics. Yeah, you know. Thank you. <laughs> but make sure uh, if you did come here from YouTube, hopefully you subscribed already, like the video, notifications turned on. Make sure you go follow TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you have listened to us multiple times and you've not joined our family, go check out the application on the Instagram bio and fill it out. Let us know. And we'll be bringing people in weekly. So that's exciting. Family just grew last week, so we are loving life right now. But we're going to talk shop. Uh, had a couple of random things happen in the past uh, week or two. I think we skipped a week or two, maybe. Uh, we have some fun shows coming up. We still owe a uh, top five or ten MCU moments. Uh, we still have that in the chamber, and we're going to get to that here soon but uh today we got some weird news that a comic uh a local comic book shop that has kind of gotten bigger and their reputation has gotten uh, a lot bigger um torpedo comics they have a las vegas uh brick and mortar and orange county brick and mortar i think they're opening up a third one yeah, they're opening. So they have one right now in the city of Orange, and they just announced that they're actually going to be opening one in the um, Irvine Spectrum, which is a really fancy outdoor mall. Nice. Yeah. So if you haven't checked them out, they are a uh, crazy big, you know, store, and they they hold some some big stock. Um, I know I go visit the Las Vegas one often, and you can find uh, AF15s, you can find X Men ones, anything like really. Any key book that you're looking for, they they can probably get it for you. Um, so it's cool to see stores like that still around. Um, but it looks like we saw some news today that the owner of Torpedo is also the drummer of System of a Down. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, but John Damorian. Uh, um, but he is looking to start his own grading company for comics. And uh, what, what was it what was it called? Uh, Chatter, were you speculating there? I think he was calling it like truth uh, grading. Well, if he's going to call it truth grading, they better get better at grading. Yeah, so, um, I, you know, Chad and I thought this, this would be a good topic to come to because we've obviously complained a little bit about, uh, you know, oh, well, not a little bit about CGC, a lot of it about CGC. Uh, but now CBCS's uh, lead times are getting up there too. 
Yeah. You know, and uh, there are other grading companies out there that aren't used. Uh, labels look bad. Uh, was it PGX? PGX is out there, and then there's one. Oh, no, Halo, but that's in Australia. So yeah, Halo, Halo, and Halos, Halos look really bad. Yeah, so it's you know I don't want to say saturated. I I've looked at you know card stuff, and there's there's a lot of people in the grading card um, you know game, and uh, it's a little weird. But comics, you know, CGC has held true, you know, value wise, and but it's, you you pay for it with lead time and. You know, but they they get these signings, you know, but then you look at Torpedo right now and they get a lot of in-house signings, you know, so how is that going to affect it? You know, something that I brought to Chad and I'm going to open up after uh, I say this, but, you know, I'm more surprised, you know, me personally is why there wasn't more of a partnership with like a CBCS where you open more of a lost Las Vegas branch of a CBCS where they hold in-house signings and stuff like that because they get, you know, John's really good friends with Jim Lee. You know, Jim Lee lives in Vegas or has a house in Vegas. So he's always at the shop, you know, and they get a lot of people into that shop, you know, monthly, you know, so why not get in on that? Then that's also helping CBCS could also help lead times. If you want to push CGC out the door, that's the way to do it, but starting a new company and starting from scratch is a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. it seems like um, I like obviously none of us really know the inner workings of what he's thinking, but it's it's a big thing to go from opening a comic book store to opening a grading company, you know. And let let let's just say theoretically that they're the best at grading. It's still going to take so long for your company unless there is a major issue to get the value and the market, I guess, um, loyalty that people have to CGC and CBCS. Like they're not just going to be the next best thing. And it's not like a comic book. It's not like boom, you know, like boom has been around for a little bit, but like this year they showed up, they came on the map in the last two years with berserker. Something's killing the children. You know, a few other little series like they just keep their stable keep was growing, but they've really blown up in the last two to three years. The grading company is going to take a long time. Yeah, it's cool. It'll be hip for a second, um, you know. And but it's going to take a while before people go, okay, I'm going to go with them instead of CGC. Because well, as as a fan, or as a, especially like even as a fan, cool. Like if I have books, I'm never going to crack open. I'm always going to keep. Maybe I'll go with them if the prices are good and I find their 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 gradings. Okay, fine, whatever. But if I'm a flipper, and let's face it, as much as we hate them, flippers are a big part of CGC's market. Yeah. And they're not going to go to this new company. Doesn't matter if it's fucking Michael Jackson opening up a grading company. They're like, well, cool. You're Michael Jackson, but you don't know shit about having a grading company. But see, so, that's the thing is that he, they, 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 unlike CGC or CBCS, they're not, you know, when CGC started, you know, a, the market had never seen anything like it. So they were kind of, they were, they were charting, you know, unknown waters. CBCS came in obviously a few years later and although they were you know they were the second company by that point CGC was established as the number one company the first company 
Whereas Torpedo Comics, they have something that the other two did not. And that is the fact that they've established themselves in the comic book market before going into this grading. You know, Torpedo Comics, whether we like them or we dislike them, they're very respected in the comic book industry. You know, if that wasn't the case, they wouldn't be opening as many stores as they are. And they're not opening these small comic book, these small LCSs. Dude, these place, these stores, I've been to the one in Orange. These, this, it's a big-ass store. Oh, yeah. Big time. I get 100%. what you're saying. I don't know if it's open. Like, I get what you're saying. I agree with it, but I don't think it's necessarily respected. People don't open business because of respect. They open business because they get the money. Well, yeah, I think they're buying. Like, no, but I'm saying I, it was like Apple opens all these stores and they treat their workers like slaves, not about respect. So I'm, I'm just saying that I know you're, they're respected, but like a common complaint I've heard about Torpedo, their ungraded books that they sell in their live shows are way lower than the grades they pronounce or that yeah. they advertise. They say, oh, it's a 6.5, you get it, it's a 5. They overprice almost all their books. You, I've, I've talked to dozens of people where it's like, oh, yeah, oh, I bought it for like 90 bucks and it should be like 60 because the grade they're showing it. Like, I'm not saying that's the, 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 the way it is, but I'm just saying is that's also the other part of the perception. So like I'm saying is like, I'm not saying they're not going to do good and they can't do good. I'm just saying it's going to take a while for them to get on the levels. Cause you gotta remember CBCS was opened by the former president and one of the founders of CGC because he yeah. didn't like what the, what was CGC was doing. Yeah. So they need to have a hook. They need to have something that they're doing better or totally different that the people want. You know, so, so go ahead, Peter. No, I was just I was gonna make my point. I didn't know you were done. So if I wanted you to finish, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm done. Go ahead. So the I think because we're in a market right now where everybody really doesn't like CGC, they just are using them because of the value that the book earns. Everyone knows that if you submit the same grade on a CGC book versus the same grade on a CBCS book, you're going to get more for the CGC. And that's the type of thing that everyone in the community knows, doesn't like, but accepts it because that's what it is. Um, I mean, granted, there's probably a few people, of course, who who truly fuck with CGC and, and you know, love them, Chet, uh, for example. <laughs> now, uh, is he crazy? Probably. But um, taking that same thought, we're, I think... If, some, if a company comes in, does the job right, just as well as CBCS is doing, but is putting out a product that people are like, holy shit, this looks awesome. The labels are sick. The turnaround times are awesome. It's an easy, quick process. They incorporate the storage, like Ian was saying. All they need is a few top dogs in the community to start wrapping that company. And it's... It, it's already jump starting. It's already, you know, 10 steps ahead from the start. Um, I'm interested to see how it plays out. Curious how long of um, a time frame it will be until we start to see these things. The article that you guys read, I didn't get to check it out yet. Did it talk like time frame? Is he planning to start, you know, open the company up at a specific date, start taking submissions in? Where is he at? Is it just like a concept right now? Ian, I know you're pulling it up. Yeah, I, I see it in your eyes. Information right now. I'm gonna read it. All right, like I'll, I'll skip there just a second, but I did want to make a point. You know, it's 
if you rewind about, I'll say six to nine months where you send a book to CBCS, it was a three week turnaround at that point. Uh, no, I mean, it, when the, the, the few times that I've sent books to, C, to CBCS, it would probably take about eight to 10 weeks. But I, I like, I remember, you know, now it's, it's heavy because they now, right now it's it, as of right now, if it's un, if it's unsigned, it's, um, it's 17 weeks. If you're signing or pressing them, it's 19 weeks. Yeah. So now we're, we're up to CGC times. You well, yeah, I mean, but CGC right is crazy. Yeah. I think I just, I actually, I just submitted books for, 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 uh, for somebody in the club and CGC turnaround times right now, um, is 105 days. Jesus. It's 105 days. He paid, he paid, um, fast track on both books, which drops it down to 47 business days, not 47 days, 47 business days. Give me bad memories. Yeah. But like, even if, even if it, it catches up your turnaround times, it's gotta be what the quality of stuff like right now. And, and people in the community sure like we people, whether you like them or hate them, um, you know, comic Tom, gem mint, uh, Reggie collects like these are all a lot of the big names in the community, but they're not professional graders. And at the end of the day, your company's value is only worth the pedigree of worker that you have in it. So, See, if if they and, and are they going to poach someone from CGC? And like right now, I couldn't name a single CGC grader. You know, I mean, they're not like rock stars in the industry, but these are the guys who set the tone for what drives the market. And we also haven't seen. I forget the company's name, but that company with Jay-Z that bought CGC or bought the oh, mother Blackstone. company of CGC, we haven't really seen what they can do. And I'm curious also is how are they going to react to this? Yeah. Because, geez, you know, because is okay, well, there's another cat. So are we going to lower our prices? Are we going to hire more people to get our turnaround times better? Like, I, I appreciate what he's trying to do. I appreciate saying, hey, we got an idea. We believe in ourselves. We're going to try it. But then they also have to be ready for those other bigger companies to go, okay, well, guess what? We're going to lower our prices yeah. because we've been dealing with these companies for a long time. So we get a better value on the plastic materials we use. We get a better deal on the paper. You know I mean? Like they're already established. They've already been doing all these price points for years. So I hope he's successful, but he's only going to be successful if he can get the kind of discounts and, and money wise that these other companies are getting. And he has to hold their reputation because PGX for a while was growing and then it got out that there, that there, there was a possibility that they were swapping books. And as soon as that hit the market, they tanked. I mean, they tanked hard. And they've never recovered from that. No, absolutely not. You know, and that's the thing is like, you know, the way that I see both companies right now, CGC retains better value. This is my personal opinion. This is my opinion. Nobody else. I'm not speaking for anybody else. CGC, of course, they retain better value. CBCS has better cases. I just got, actually, I just got a CGC case that I, I bought online. And it's, I, I, I love the comic book. It's a beautiful comic book, but it's got the biggest Newton ring. I mean, this Newton ring is literally like two inches by one inch. Mm. It's huge. And it's right dead in the center. And I'm just like, oh, damn, you know? Where, you know, my CGC cases, they don't have Newton rings, you know, they've managed to eliminate those. So it's just like, all right, yeah, you know, I know that my CGC case, that my CGC books are worth more, but I'm not looking to sell, you know, and honestly, I am a little bit, um, 
I'm a little OCD with the Newton rings. The Newton rings bug me a lot. You know? You're saying that you have them on the CGC books or the CBCS books? No, Newton the CGC rings. books. My CB, CGCS. Okay, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. CBCS does not have uh, Newton rings. None of their that's cases have Newton rings because they, 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 they're using a, a different kind of plastic um, on their cases. And uh, I think they also have breathing holes on the bottom of the book, so they don't they don't they don't get that Newton ring. Um, but yeah, it's just it, 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 but, but realistically, we understand that CGC books retain their value better, or they sell for more. But I believe I believe the last time I checked, CGC books were selling for about ten percent more. So I get what I get what Chad's saying. You know, I mean, these companies are established. You know, actually, up until this year, CBCS was actually a lot smaller than it is today. It wasn't until CGC was so backed up and having so many quality uh, quality issues that a lot of people decided to give CBCS a chance. And I think that that's primarily one of the reasons that he's jumping into it because he sees that a small company like CBCS has gotten so much more popular that he's like, you know what, let me throw my hat in the, you know, let me throw my hat and see what we can get. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I hope it's cool. Like I, I hate, I hate, I, I'll personally say it. I hate CGC's wait times. I hate their pricing. I hate the fact that they're just, they're so cocky. They do what they want and we all can't do anything about it because they're the only game in town or one of only two games in town. Um, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited and, and curious to see what happens because especially as a startup, they are going to have to have their shit on point because all it'll take is one mistake and for somebody well-established in the community to point it out or say, see guys, you guys really want to do this or it'll take CGC to go like, Hey, you know, you guys want to go to him and this is what they're doing. So I, I hope they do really good. I just think it's going to be a long process to, to get to where people are flocking to them instead of, instead of the competition. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So the, uh, the article says, and I looked at the link that so they they've hired warehouse people and uh, stuff like that. So it looks like the the balls, you know, moving with them. Um, you know, some other cool points that you know I'm curious to see is how are they are they gonna go down the uh, verify signatures route. You know, the crap that CBCS got with people you know, sending in fake signatures and getting them verified and, you know, stuff like that, you know, do they even dabble with stuff like that, you know, that they, they get these signatures. So, you know, they got to pull the CGC where it's a witness, you know, but it's also a cool thing with them because they have so many in-house signings that they can just take the book, go get it and, I mean, if turnaround times are cool enough, you can probably get it by the end of the weekend if you're in town yeah. for it. And, That's a dream I would like to see come to fruition. Yeah. And and as, as I don't know what the proper word is, but as simple or small these things are, like, they should basically look at, okay, we got to, we, let's change it up. Let's, let's change the style, but let's, let's mark, like, let's, um, let's, let's base our holders on CBCSs. Let's base our lo- our labels on CGCs, but let's like make them more customizable. Let's see if we can get, hopefully with his connections with Jim Lee or whoever else, he can get better labels or cooler labels or better like custom labels, you know? Like th- those little things to collectors mean a lot. 
like me personally, as diehard of a Wolverine fan as I am, I hate the Wolverine logo, the yeah. label that you get at CGC. I hate it. I'm like, I will have all the covers that he's been on since 1974. That's the one you choose. The worst cover of the three of his miniseries from 82, <laughs> you know, um, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just using that as an example. There's a lot of cool little things that won't cost them money. It'll cost us money because we're going to, you know, purchase it. Like, get custom label, $10, this, that, and thing, five. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that they could add on that are easy. And I think those are the cool things that I hope they focus on that will make people go, yeah, man, that's really cool. Let me do that. Because then that could also be what they're known for. That could be one of their hooks. Saying, you don't like that label? Hey, we got 15, 16 images to choose from. Pick, let, let us know which one you want, you know? Yeah. So... I guess we'll see. Time will see. Time will tell to see what they could do. Yeah, I mean, I mean it won't be a lot to do that to have those custom labels like that. That selection, I can't imagine that it is an inconvenience to the company. It's only unless you're like loading, you're printing them and having them as stock. But if you're printing them to order, what? How can it be such a big inconvenience to have the custom label options if you're printing only to order? Is what I mean. I mean, but they have to be printed to order because the data that's on that tag is putting out a date of when it was graded. So they can't even yeah. stock that stuff. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. And there must be something with the marketing or the trademark or the contract with Marvel or whoever because if it was that simple, they'd have 20 different options. I mean, did and, and I might be completely oblivious to this, but did CGC offer DC ones at any point? Nope, uh, I don't think so. It was just Marvel, right? And there's yeah. only select characters. Wait, did did they not? Did I, I'm not I, I can't to, recall it. I'm trying I to think. I know they offered. One. Didn't they offer a Strange Tales label? I mean, but that's still Marvel. That's right? still Marvel. We're going DC. Oh, that's right. Forgive me. Never mind. I, yeah, I, no. I I mean, I'm sitting here trying to think of a Batman one. I mean, because let's you look at Batman Superman. You know, I can't yeah. think of a label that has Batman or Superman on it. No, so it has no, to be licensed, Marvel. or they just don't care enough to try. Yeah. So. Yeah, all Marvel. Yeah, I mean, definitely gonna be interesting. Um, I'm staying on torpedo. I I think this. Uh, Peter, maybe you're not as uh up to speed, but you know, the three of us have spent the last two nights dabbling and uh spending um uh, so what do you guys think about this whatnot i mean i i think it's pretty cool i i love i mean and i i would i'm always late to the party when it comes to trends and stuff and dude whatnot's fun it's very dangerous though oh god is it ever <laughs> <laughs> there, we'll, we'll let chad do the little embarrassing story from last night go ahead chad oh, well, it's, well it's like um it's cool because you get caught up like like I bought a whole bunch of figures from the early '90s last night. Um, at one point, my fat fingers put in hundred and five dollars instead of fifteen dollar bid. Luckily, <laughs> you know today, and then it's all it's all figured out. I got a refund. Everything's good. Um, but you get caught up in it. Like there's a figure from the early '90s. I think it was a Toy Biz line. Some Canadian one of the one of the in in the storylines he was in weapon x or Wep the weapon plus program at some canadian figure i've never even heard of him this 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 figure probably shouldn't have sold for more than five dollars i think i got it for like 12 just because i got caught up in like a bidding war because it's cool because you can see who bid 
And then all of a sudden, boom, the timer, you get an extra 10 seconds and you're, you're always trying to out snipe each other. So it's cool. You get caught up in these little things and it's fun. And they're, well, but they were starting at good prices. That's the one thing Now that I think is drastically going to change because they were doing figures that were starting at a dollar today. Yeah. They're doing books at a dollar, but, and people are wondering why, like the, with the Tyler Kirkham cover for invincible, like they were starting with like three or 400 bucks or something. I could very easily see a lot of these places doing this and just taking a hot book or something or specking. This is like, that's my fear is the spec community is going to start capitalizing on this and people are just going to be overpaying because they're getting, they're, they're going to have a cases of FOMO and they just want the book. And it's going to be like, you get caught up in that baby. Like me and Alex were talking about where it's just like, Oh, oh it's a dollar. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. Um, you know, and you can place your own bids. You, if someone's, if people are betting a buck, you can bet two bucks. You can enter the, manually the bid. So, it's cool though. Um, and I think, like, I think Torpedo is like the first big company to be on there in the way that in in the way in the capacity that they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I went diving today uh, earlier uh, to see because I've seen people advertise, especially in the pop stuff. So, if I'm not mistaken, um, a pop collector or a a pop collector that uh goes around and buys collections he is the guy that created whatnot uh oh. he, he does pokemon cards and and pops and uh you know kind of the smaller stuff uh i i will not put like any reputation on that but i actually realized that i follow him on instagram and tiktok and like he's been pushing this for a while and i was just oblivious to it uh, well, we we have a we actually have an author because uh, that's the other thing about whatnot is not anybody can sell. You have to be an authorized dealer through whatnot, and we actually have a, a league a league of collectors member that's actually an authorized seller on whatnot, which is Bin Hunters. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. No, and Here's that's one of the, listening. One yeah, of the first give uh, give Ryan Bin Hunters a follow on whatnot. Super cool guy. And I definitely want to go through the uh, the see what it takes to to get there because I. So I went through pop stuff today to see what uh, was happening because uh, my one complaint was that there was a is a lot of trash. You can get you can get stuck there for an hour looking at you know dollar bin stuff or really common stuff or you know action figures. You know because you buy a collection of twenty, you want two or three of those figures, but you have to buy all twenty, and those you know. 17 18 figures are maybe five ten dollar figures you know and some of those are what we're seeing on there and you know it's it comes with the territory but people are buying them for five six seven dollars so you're getting a little bit of return for it so that was really cool to see with torpedo that they not taking advantage it was like the opposite that it was like okay here it is offer it for a dollar you guys fight for it yeah. You know, and, and that was cool. And but then with the pop stuff, you know, I was looking at because I, you know, I know values and there was like a Red Hulk. Dude put it up and he started at ten dollars. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Red Hulk is sixty dollars right now. You know, so I want to see where this falls. It fell at eighty two. You know, oh, wow. so it was like, dude still got what his value was. And yeah. someone got the pop, you know, they overpriced or they overpaid. But it was their choice. They bid on this thing, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. it's live. The, you know, yeah. the sniping is is cool. 
Well, and yesterday, the- yesterday while we were on, we did see some Marvel Legend figures. They were like Series One Marvel Legend figures. I mean, did, did, you picked one up, didn't you, Ian? I yeah. Oh, I got one of the uh, the new has. It was when Hasbro took over Legends from Toy Biz. Yes, uh, an Emma Frost one. Yeah, you got that the was, Emma Frost one. It was like a thirty forty dollar figure I got for fifteen, and there's one of ones that is you know on a subtle list of mine. So that was cool. I was pumped for that. Yeah. So and and there was a couple of figures that after after the fact I went in and started looking at some of these prices, and on some of them they made they made they made some money, and on some of them I mean Chad, you picked up a Daredevil. Uh, was a Daredevil Kingpin? Yeah, and I picked up like the secondary, like I don't say a variant, but I picked up like not the main one. The main one, Kingpin's in his normal white outfit, and Daredevil has his mask up. I picked up the one where he's in his black tuxedo, mm. and and Matt Murdock has the he has his his mask down. Goes for like sixty to eighty bucks. I picked up for thirty, so not a huge difference, but um, that's you so know, cool. that's still fifty yeah. percent off, man. Minimum. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And what I like, which. I'm going to have to be very careful with my fat fingers when I bid going forward. And what I think is really cool, like it's, it's, it's a give and take. They start bids really low. So it gives people who don't, you know, you can just have fun and you'll, you might score a figure, a book really low, but then people got to remember it's automatically taken out. Yeah. There's no, Hey, are you going to pay for your book now? No. The second that auction's done, there's a set message sent to your PayPal going, okay, take out the money. Yeah. So, it's really good for sellers because they know they're not going to get fleeced. Yeah, fleeced. absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 and it's, it, I mean, I just bought a slab. Um, what I like about it is that I think that they're, they're also a lot because they're taking out the money immediately. I think they ask their sellers to ship immediately because I purchased a slab from somebody on whatnot and had it 48 hours later. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's sick. Which means I, I, think- I should have a big old box of figures coming soon then. I think the beauty of what not really what they're doing is they're taking the the game that's been on Instagram and they're they're crafting it and they're really fine they're they're tailoring it to to avoid exactly what you guys said the 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 um the buyers flaking it takes that money immediately you don't have to worry about those scammers um, like me, for example, I was actually introduced, I got into the comic community from live auction sales. I stumbled across one dude one night from a comic page, Pink Moon Comics, first guy I ever went into his auction. Awesome, awesome guy in the community. And I'm like, yo, this is the coolest concept ever. Buying comics and bidding on comics and doing it on Instagram. And then I found out there was another guy and there is another guy. And then boom, like you open that, that you fall into that black hole. That is the Instagram comic community. That's um, how we met. Yeah, exactly. You sold me two books. That's how we met. Is that how we met? Yeah. You sold me two. uh, uh it was a uh, Batwoman uh, books. Oh yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's it. That is how that, that all, that all happened. Um, I would never forget that just so you know, (laughs) (laughs) listen, I remembered, I I just wanted to keep up theatrics with the podcast. Um, And I think the beauty of auctions and then that this is really the, the best part is there's two sides of the coin for the buyer and for the seller, for the buyer, you get this opportunity to get the book cheap, 
you can snipe it from someone, so on and so forth. But for the seller, you have the opportunity to get a book uh, on that's really worth, let's say like $10. And then just like you said earlier, Ian, you bid, you fight for it. And the value goes up, not because of that it is the book, but because you have two people, real people who want that book more than the other person. And that person is willing to know that they're paying over. It's that instant gratification of it being right. You know, they know that the second that they buy that book, it's coming to them. They're going to get it. Um, you see the book, it's in front of you through the phone. I mean, as best as you can, but there are those times where you overpay shit. I've overpaid for a book because I wanted to win it from somebody else um, on an Instagram live auction. So I, I haven't really, I, I've been more focused on the action figure side of things lately in the, in the hobby and the grand scheme of things. So I got to get on there, but it's, I've heard nothing but good things. I have heard rarely, rarely heard of one or two things negative about that that service and it's I, I messaged you yesterday man i was like you need to jump on now peter because this is your bread and butter like it was just the entire show was nothing but action figures and it no, was I like know. it was like early marvel legends and just crazy like old marvel x-men figures and stuff i was like dude as soon as i saw that they started bringing out um like x-men and weapon x i was like oh geez and sure enough right away it's like Chad would message in just like, oh, 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 I'll bet, I'll bet. I was like, ah, oh, this guy. That's too <laughs> deadly for me. There's a reason why I'm not perusing the Instagram live auctions like I used to. Cause like I caught myself just like getting crazy, like at work. Like if I wasn't with a customer, I mean, I was in an auction. And then my coworker, he's also into, I've been trying to get him to make an account, but he doesn't want to. So he's just always on the torpedo auction. And he'll call me like, bro, you got to go get, get this book right now. Uh, I used to have the notifications on my phone for like elite comics. And there was a couple slabs I sniped on there too. And I was like, all right, I got to, I got to calm it down. This is getting a little excessive. Before I know it, I'm going to be living in a cardboard box of action figures on the street. And comic <laughs> books, comic book blankets. Oh, Peter, you're so funny with your comic book blanket. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, <laughs> we had uh, we had Venom come out this weekend. Oh, so, Jesus! Um, <laughs> I I don't know what I. I Okay, past two days I've talked about this movie with my coworkers. Uh, Alex and I kind of talked about it after I saw it. I I just don't I I don't understand because someone tried to tell me that I'm stupid and I'm looking too much into it. I don't understand why they made Venom goofy. The, you're not really okay. First off, whoever told you that you're looking too much into it is obviously not a fan of the comic books because I am. You guys know me. I am a huge, huge Venom fan. I have been in love with Venom since he was since I was like five years old. I thought the character was just so cool. He was a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man was. He was just superior to Spider-Man in every single way. He was calculated. He was vicious. He was out for revenge. He was never goofy. Never. Not once. 
This entire time, there has been two things that motivated Venom. One was revenge. All the early 90s stuff was revenge. He wanted revenge from Peter Parker. He wanted revenge for him having, quote unquote, ruined his life because he cost him his job. He cost him his, you know, his apartment. I mean, the, the whole nine, you know, like he cost him everything in his eyes. And then the second arc, which is the second best arc, which is personally one of my favorites, which is the Donny Cage run. It was all about redemption. He was a tortured soul. He was never goofy. He was never funny. He was never, you know, uh, slapstick. That's not who Venom was. And this fucking movie comes out and they've got Venom with glow sticks on. And I'm just like, what? You know, and like, even that part of the movie, like, okay, that's, that is the, the height of, you know, where we're at. He's, going and doing this thing but it's still the the whole like him singing you know making the, breakfast the, yeah making breakfast like you know all this like i liked the spots where it's like oh i need brains i need this like you know he's they're like arguing they're they're butting heads you know but then they start just being goofy and then like the whole freaking love shit you know and it's just like yeah, he's falling in love with freaking what's her face i'm just like okay all right all right like this is too much put woody back on the fucking screen yeah i like woody harrelson i don't know what people are complaining about him amazing i i do not get a single argument against this dude peter you're quiet what what do you guys say you're you're stewing me no i just i was waiting for you guys to finish your points no that's i'm giving you your son yeah no i loved woody harrelson woody harrelson killed it um i think i agree with you guys and i felt the same way and i and it was funny a lot of people in the movie theater when it ended they were like what that fucking ending on the beach like they were like what like i saw so many hands get thrown up like that what the hell are we watching type hands um i think it's playing devil's advocate if you can tune out what you know of him in the comics and you can say you know what he no no we're not doing that because these movies are made for the fucking comic enthusiast yep yes fuck all this other bullshit of i need to stop and and stop thinking about the comics because i'm seeing this movie because i've been a fan of this character since fucking whenever like, I'm literally staring at my Amazing Spider-Man 300 right now. Like, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but this is the argument I've been having with, with with these two guys that are like, okay, look, you're going into this expecting, you know, a lethal protector and, you know, all this stuff, you know, da, da, da. It's like, okay, why am I wrong for expecting this? You're why, not. Why are you turning the tables on me? Because I'm expecting a fucking good venom movie that they could have done venom one was not bad with this stuff this whole goofy thing it didn't exist to this level no trying this deadpool experiment bullshit i agree with you i do not think that that is the way it should be i'm just trying to point the picture i paint the picture of where these people are uh relating to it and enjoying it i'm right there with you I'm on your side 10,000%. I felt the exact same way. I, I know like you attacked uh, me. No, no, stop yelling at me. Um, <laughs> no, not at all, bud. Oh, Chad, I'm sorry. Chad has his hand up, everyone. 
<laughs> yes, Chad. Yes. So I haven't seen the movie, and I'm not going to see the movie in theaters, just like I wasn't going to see the first one. But I've seen some clips, and I've read lots of reviews. And yeah, it was it, it, if it's like, other than Wolverine, if it's like the one Marvel character, like other than a few, sorry, I shouldn't say that. But other than like Punisher, and Moon Knight, and, and Deadpool, this is like one of the other characters you can go dark. You're yeah. supposed to go dark. He's a revenge-seeking fucking alien. Yep. And to see him with glow sticks, I'm like, okay, Marvel works because that's the, they know how to thread that needle. You guys don't. Every time Sony and Fox try to be funny, we get fucking Spider-Man 3. And I don't give a shit who says it. Spider-Man 3 fucking sucked. Tap dancing. My favorite movie Parker ever. Was horrible. My favorite. Anyways. Anyways. The problem with this kind of movie is when you get a good comic movie, you get access to two markets. You get access to the comic book geeks who have been waiting for it, who spend more money on this shit than anybody else. And you get them talking to the casual fan or the people who don't know anything about it going to the movie because we're hyping it up. But when you make such a shitty movie, you not only lose the casual people, you lose the comic book people and you lose the comic book people for a while. Yeah. That's the thing. You're not going to get me back with Spider. Even if fucking the next one time we see Venom better be in a Marvel movie. If it's not in a, if it's in a Sony movie, because spoiler alert, we see fucking Peter Park at the end of this movie. I think I saw Tom him Holland. That. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Peter now, if we see him in the, if the next one is going to be Venom three or whatever, or if they just call, I could see them calling it Maximum Carnage. That's just the movie title, whatever. It better be Disney Marvel produced. Because if it's fucking Sony, I'm not going to waste my time. I'll wait till it's free on fucking HBO or five bucks rent. So that's what happens when you when you make such a shitty movie, you turn off you turn off one thing that wasn't really your market anyways. They were just extra money. But you piss off and make all us fans go, no, no, fuck you guys. We're not watching this anymore. Because one, 90 minutes, you have to cram so much shit into a 90-minute movie. And Carnage is one of these guys, especially when you have a good actor like Woody Harrelson. You could have made this into a two-hour movie so easily, made it not feel like a two-hour movie, and you really could have made him more nuanced of, of, of everything that is. This, and from everything I've read, it's just basically like, hey, I'm Venom. Hey, I'm Carnage. Hey, let's fight. Hey, I'm Goofy with a fuck in the bar. Hey, beach scene. Like, it was just jump, 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 jump. And it didn't need to be. And everything, I, like everybody I talked to says, yeah, the, 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 him being DJ with glow sticks, I was like, that's so stupid. That is directly, let's try to take something out of Thor Ragnarok almost and put it in this movie. This, this, you know, kind of party scene. Wouldn't have been there, shouldn't have been there. And it's just, I just don't get it. And, and like, especially with me now, you'll be a lot of people who go, well, oh, fuck, I'm definitely not seeing that. I didn't see the first one. I'm definitely not going to go see this one. I probably won't see the next one. Yeah, and I like the comics. I'm not a huge, huge Venom fan, but I do enjoy the comics. I like watching. You know, I liked King of Black. I liked the last few issues of this Venom series. I'm going to start reading the new series. But it's just I don't understand what why they went that route. When number one maybe wasn't what people thought it was going to be, but it was a lot better than a lot of people thought it was going to be. And all you had to do was just tweak it a little, and instead of like they fucking changed the whole plan, and. 
I, well, I just here's the problem is that there's three takeaways that I took away from this Venom movie. And this isn't takeaways from just the Venom movie. These are three takeaways that I took away from Sony. One, you're right. That scene with the glow sticks looks like it could have been taken out of Thor Ragnarok. The only difference is Thor Ragnarok was actually funny. So the big, the, one of the takeaways is that Marvel knows how to do comedy in some of these movies where Sony does not. Two, Sony seems out of touch because they're doubling, they're, they're, um, doubling down on everything that was wrong with the first one. The first one wasn't as goofy, which was good. They decided to up the goofiness. The, one of my biggest critiques of the first movie was Anne Wang. Like, honestly, you could have taken uh, Michelle Williams out of that entire movie and it wouldn't, it, nothing would have changed. Well, guess what? Now we got two of them in this movie because now we got Shriek. You can take Shriek from that entire movie and nothing would have changed at all. You yeah, know? that's that's what I was talking about yesterday uh, with one of the guys. It's like, why the fuck was Shriek there? That like, she wasn't supposed to, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. It was pointless. It was absolutely and utterly pointless. You know, like, I think... I, I get the, you know, they wanted to get Woody and her, like, you know, start making a universe type of thing. But it's the 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 movie itself is still at such an infant stage because the experiment of putting Venom alone on the big screen with a hybrid storyline where you're now ass and backwards, you know, because now it's like, okay, you know, how, how does this happen? Because as comic fans, you know, we're going into this and we were open-minded on how you made this Venom story. You know, we're, we're, we're watching, we're, we're, we're letting it happen. I enjoyed the first movie and I really, it sucks, but I think I've enjoyed it so much because of Tom Hardy. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, he, I love him. So I'm giving it every chance because of him. And now you add Woody Harrelson as Carnage. You sucked me in. I'm I'm in this now because I'm invested in in the actors that you got. You know. So now now you have this open where you know that we're at the end of the movie. Now Venom sees Peter Parker. Does he sense that he has powers? Now we're going back into this movie where he Venom's telling you know Eddie that he's a waste and you know. Does he does Venom go to, you know, Peter? And that now we have the Venom storyline of now he gets rejected by Peter and, you know, the hatreds there and stuff like that. Now we build from a true storyline, but we have to go to this backwards world where Venom's already killed Carnage. He's bitten the head off of Cletus, you know, is did, did, did that actually happen? You know, because now we're in a new universe. Can they reboot Carnage now? You know, so where where are we at? I mean, we're not going to get those answers right now, but you're kind of in this wonky spot where you can just make shit up. You know, so it's just so weird. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Andy Zirkus, who has been around as an actor for a very long time, he's been a producer also for a very long time. He's directed a few movies, and the last big one he did was for Netflix was Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, which I watched with my son, which was very entertaining. But I think with this one, either they gave him free reign and he just didn't know what to do with it, or Sony just told him to go the way they wanted to. Because um, there's a few interesting things coming out of this. One, Tom Hardy was signed off for three Venom movies. 
So I'm curious, and then the the the, sh- the crappy thing about this is because fans were so hyped for Carnage, they made a boatload of money opening weekend. They made so much money, so they're gonna think, oh, it's such a great movie, and it's like, oh no, it's it, it's just numbers. You suckered us in. You lied to us. That's why you got my money. It's not that great of a movie. So one, are they gonna bring Zerkus back for as a director for number three? Tom Holland, after No Way Home is done his contract as Spider-Man. Rumors are going around saying he wants at least four times his, the rumor is he wants to, he's saying he wants three to four times his salary for his next contract. Marvel has said they're not signing on people for 10 movie contracts anymore. So they have two to three, maybe four max, depending on what the property is. And we know that Sony is fighting, has been fighting back and forth with Marvel and Disney to, you know, they keep saying, oh, we're going to take it away from you. We're going to make Spider-Man movies. So a lot of things are at risk here because, one, if they can snag Holland and say, listen, we'll pay you this much money. Here's what, you were, here's what you're worth. We'll build a whole Spider-Universe around you. You can, be, you can play Spider-Man for the next 15 years, and we'll build a whole universe around you as Spider-Man, and we'll introduce all these characters that we own, right? Because, like, this whole time they've been doing partnerships. Sony still owns, as far as I remember, still owns the rights to most of these Spider-Man characters. And they've just been partnering with Disney and Marvel on these projects. Yeah. So they could tell Tom Holland, hey, we will build an entire Spider-Verse around you. They've shown what they could do with the animated side within the Spider-Verse. So it's curious to see, like, are they going to go, okay, come with us, Tom. We'll give you all the money you want. We'll let you have a creative control or we'll let you make some decisions. Hey, Tom Hardy, can you sign on for a few more? Same thing. You'll have, you'll have a creative say. Or will they realize, oof, like, yes, we got the money, but it wasn't the movie the fans wanted. You know, I think, then... Go ahead. I, I don't think – I think they'll, they'll keep Hardy um, Holland – with Marvel, with Disney. Um, but one thing that I was thinking is I, they, they tried too hard to kind of capture that MCU essence of like a lightheartedness, the funny, the comedy in a movie where they really shouldn't. Um, like we had said already, you know, it was supposed to be somewhat darker. Uh, I think the first movie had a better balance of that humor that wasn't like too campy. Um, it kind of lined up and a lot of people enjoyed that. Like I've heard a lot of people say that they, they really enjoyed the humor. Uh, it was funny, you know, the first one. So I think they, they took that and they said, Oh, okay, well, we're going to turn the, the crank to, you know, a hundred and they freaking spoiled it. But then I'm thinking like about movies like blade, and can you really see Marvel doing like such a dark movie for Blade? Yes. Yes. And I think they're going to too. I think that's the plan because they said, I hope, they, I hope so too. Cause they've said that they said with properties like Deadpool, Blade, Punisher, Daredevil, Wolverine is they're basically going to have like two versions. De- and, and yes, I, I know I always talk about them. But it's because it's my fandom with Deadpool and Wolverine. In their own solo movies, they're going to be gory and graphic and rated R or, you know, PG-14 or whatever the hell it is. 
And when they're in an MCU movie, they'll be dialed back. There won't be cussing. There won't be as much gore. It'll be two separate kind of things. But Venom is always supposed to be like that. All his characters, all his enemies are crazy, except for Spider-Man. So I don't know what they were doing with this one. I don't know why they went the way they did, thinking it would work. And what worked is the comedy you're talking about, Peter, I found it was it worked well because it was like his inner monologue, so to speak. It was him talking yeah. to like his inside voice. So it was just between him, those two. But it's like, okay, let's take that comedy outside of them. And it's like, no, it doesn't work. It works because it's just the two of them. It works because it makes him look crazy to people who are looking at him. Who's yeah. he talking to? What's going on? And now they know who he's talking to. And it's like you destroyed, you know, it's like when they have a character like the Joker who or whoever, who, who you don't know his history for 50 or 60 years. You don't know the history. And that's the cool thing about him. You don't know who he is, where he came from. And they just said, okay, well, now you're not going to know where he's from. So they destroyed a little bit of that mystique about the character, about that relationship that we see on screen by trying to make the whole movie have it out in the open. And yeah. I think they could have really done Carnage, Cletus's origin better. Like the whole freaking chicken scratch you know, diary of a wimpy kid looking uh, scene. Like I, you didn't see it yet, Chad, but he, he tells his backstory in a very, like, like it's like a doodle. It it was like, he's talking over it. And basically you get like, you know, stick figure drawings playing out to what he's saying. And I think if we got that, that two hour movie, we would have had more of a, a better origin story a, a backstory uh make you feel for that character more make you kind of you know like i always talk about this like the the joker movie you know you felt for that character no matter how bad he was and that was a good that was a that's a good move from the director and the creative team uh and they could have done that a little bit more here um there was like a few scenes i don't know like just i cringed at like i wasn't jocking it like when he was and I don't know, you guys probably disagree with me, but when he's going, I think it's to the, the jail to see Cletus. He's like talking to himself in front of the security guard. And I know, Chad, you literally just said that you enjoyed that. But like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. How like evident it was that he was talking to himself. I'm like, all right, come on, bro. Oh, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing you've with had a movie to get this under the wraps. Like you're not like absolutely crazy. And there was a scene where he just, they, they literally, they threw the title in there. It's like, let there be carnage. I was like, ooh, ugh. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I, I agree with you. Like, I like that in part one, they did it, but it was more like he was talking about, like, shut up. Like, he was like making it. And then part two, it's way more obvious. Like, hey, you're killing the, the you're killing what we want. Yes. Liked. Okay. All yeah. right. I missed yeah, the yeah. point then. Um, That's, yeah. But we're on the same Yeah. Page. And like, Cletus is supposed to be like a crazy, and I know they do, they do show it but like Cletus Cassie is like this crazy deranged serial killer and instead of showing stick figures they should have done a 15 and you could have done it in flashbacks you don't have to have a whole other chapter in this movie you could have done real life flashback scenes of showing him the abuse and stuff and him his first kills like you could have built him up so much better than everything I've read that they kill him with I'm just like I don't know what happened I don't know why they decided for a 90 minute movie because you you really cut yourself off at the ankles of what you can do in that time period. You can either try to fit a lot in and it rushes it or you take things out. And this, I think they went too far too much. And, and obviously it's, it's really not working out and it just sucks. Cause it's a pandemic. 
So it's like you gave us a great trailer that everybody was hyped for, and we go and see it. We're like, God damn it, this movie sucked. Fight scene was dope, like the end throwdown. I enjoyed that. That was it, it was it was okay, but you know, you know what the big concern now is? Is that any I'm concerned now for Morbius because I had so such high hopes, but the fact that it seems that Sony is making movies for the general audience and not for the real comic book fans. See, that's the thing about Marvel, the, the MCU, is that Marvel makes movies for comic fans. And the 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 fact of the matter is that comic fans enjoy them and the general audience usually approves whereas sony seems to be making movies for the general audience that comic book fans hate yeah because Mar- marvel takes casual fans and makes them fans you'll go yep. read a comic because of a marvel movie you'll get people oh shit like they'll talk to their comic nerds like us like their friends going hey like people who saw thor ragnarok without ever seeing now i know ian doesn't like that movie that crazy or they could have done hulk better but that will make them go, oh, dude, like, when does he like this? When do, and guy like Ian will go, dude, go grab Hulk, World War Hulk. Go grab mm-hmm. Son of Hulk, Scar. Like, he'll say, go grab these books. And they'll go grab it, and then they'll be hyped for the next movie. A movie like this, the casual fan goes, ugh. And then us fans go, yeah, it sucked. And then, you know, we don't, we don't hype them up. So they, they need to stop trying to be Marvel, just like DC. Stop trying to be something you're not and just do your thing. And it'll work out. It might take longer, but you'll get to the same spot eventually. They're just making shit up, which sucks. Like, yeah. it just, you know, how many times did, did freaking Venom say Lethal Protector in that movie? Like six. Holy shit. It's just like, dude, like, we get it. You're trying to give us Easter eggs in the most obvious way ever. But this dude said it so many times. It's just like, are you kidding me? Yes, you know, I'm definitely waiting until it's free on HBO. I'm not even wasting six bucks on this thing unless I'm drunk or high one night and I want to check it out. Like, it's just, it's nuts. And I'm very curious of where we go, you know, because now we're about to enter, you know, real phase four. We're not in in, in Black Widow phase four anymore, Uh, you know, so I'm very excited to see. You know, because now it's the talk of, okay, you know, does Venom help him with Sinister Six? You know, does is he the sixth character that's supposed to be in this? You know, and they're making this own thing. You know, is I'm excited because now we're going to get to see Sony villains being done the MCU way. Right. Now we're going to see. I know what, which we saw in Homecoming. We, well, yeah, but no, no, we're talking about established. Now, now we're going to see how the MCU handles Green Goblin. Now we're going to see how the MCU handles Dr. Octopus, which have been done on screen and done well by Sony early on. Because yeah. once again, they were going based on source material from the comic books. See, that back then it was early enough to where Sony was really sticking to the books a little bit more. And it wasn't until Spider-Man 3 that they decided to really start just trying to pile on as many villains as possible to try to make this a cash grab. And from that point on, it just, it, it, it just went downhill. I mean, same thing with the X-Men franchise, the X-Men franchise, the first few movie, the first, the the first movie, first two, you know, yeah. One and two were relatively, you know, they were relatively done well, according to the source material to the comic books, you know, whereas part three and then all of the, that whole, 
Um, well, don't don't even. Days of Future Past three is my favorite movie ever. Not even comic book ever. Okay, Days of Future Past was good. Apocalypse sucked. Dark Phoenix was even worse. And yes. so you guys tell me, and spoilers for those listening, does he kill Carnage in this one? Yes. Stupid material. Because here's the thing. It's a CGI character. You could have used a great actor like Woody Harrelson and have him in a mocap suit and do the Tony Stark thing of just having him only act as him when he's Cletus Cassidy. You could have used him as a recurring character in another movie. Yep. Nope. They kill off Woody Harrelson and they kill off the symbiote. They pulled an, a, a page out of the MCU book and killed all their the villain. MCU loves killing their villains. Which one? Loves it. They love it. Yeah, but which? I mean, but see, the MCU, a a they've they've killed off minor villains. B their minor villains have always led on to bigger villains. And C yeah. if they are uh, villains that they truly find value in further down the line, they don't. The Vulture's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Scorpion Celestial. I mean, granted, there's a few, but it's very on par with what it's something that they commonly do. Is they but they that's not the main villain. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, that's the thing is that in 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 the movies they'll have a minor villain and then they'll have a major villain. The the, the, the MCU's major villain for the first phase was was Thanos. That was the major villain. You know, everybody knew that those movies were leading to Thanos. You know, whether it was, you know, against, uh, um, uh, was it, what, what was the, uh, the guy from Guardians? Um, Ronan. Ronan. He was know, a stepping stone. He was a stepping stone. You know, uh, uh, all, all these, the, these, I mean, even Loki and the, and the Chitari in the Avenger movie, they, those were stepping stones to the yeah. major villain. The major and villain. Even, yeah. Granted, and yeah, of course. I'm saying the villain of Clark. that movie. Yeah. But you look yeah. at you look at a Ronin the Accuser and you look at a Carnage, those are two villains on two completely different levels. Carnage oh, yeah. is a primary villain, one of Spider-Man's most elite and deadliest villains, and you killed him off in a 90-minute movie. The fact yeah. that you gave Carnage and Shriek the same lifeline is an insult. Yeah. And you could have used them. Like, now, how are you going to have... Since they started, people have been craving maximum carnage. Yeah. How the hell are you going to have that without carnage? Well, and, and you know, to hopefully the, the hope here is that with this jump over to the MCU universe, uh, because, you know, if you haven't seen the scene, Eddie and Venom are, you know, talking and Venom's like, you... Couldn't even handle the knowledge that, or, or a, a, a bit of knowledge that I can give you from the hive and all that. And then right what right before Venom, you know, whatever he was planning on doing, now they're in a ho- completely different hotel room and they're staring at a screen and it's uh what's uh Jay Jonah's actor or what's his name? Uh JK Simmons. Yeah, he, he's on the screen of you know Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and the same news segment that we saw for the trailer um and then tom holland gets on the screen and he's like him and he licks the screen all fucking weird like and you know so now we're in we're in the mcu universe so something happened we've been discussing is it loki is it wanda you know what what, is it the doctor strange you know where are we at with this you know but now with the you know 
Doc Ock and Green Goblin, you know, are they pulling those characters out like right before something happens, you know, because Green Goblin's dead in that movie, you know, so how are they actually pulling this character, you know, so the Carnage could be the same type of thing where we could get Carnage back, hopefully, but I mean, who the fuck knows what's going to happen now? Sony, give up your fucking rights. That's it. Well, that's what I'm saying is Sony, Sony, depending on what happens with Tom Holland, I could honestly see if Tom Holland says, you know what, I'm done. I could see them going, come over here. Sorry, Disney, but we're taking it back. There's no more part. And that's fine because they will. I'm saying they could. But if they, they even if they that. were, even if they were, if they were to tell us after no after No Way Home, hey, you know what, Tom Holland's going to be exclusively to Sony. I'm okay because guess what, I got three good Spider-Man movies in the MCU. I'm fine. You guys want to go shit in your bed and ruin this character? Do it. Give yeah. everybody in the community, uh, 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 make everybody in the community realize that you don't know how to, you don't understand these characters, you don't understand how to work them, and that you're only in it for the money. So, because when they when they initially did this whole when when the whole fiasco happened the first time, we had only uh, we only had a little bit of Spider Man. I've got three movies worth of Spider Man. I've got a trilogy. I'm good. Do what yeah. you guys want to do with him. But see, that's the thing with Venom. It's like, dude, how did you fuck up a character in two movies? Two movies, and you ruined him. And that's my favorite character. And and I think the, that what else burns is. The fact that number one, big picture wasn't good, but we let it happen and we were okay with it because kind of there was hope, you know, at the end when, when they teased Woody Harrelson, it's like, are you serious? I'm in. There's no way I'm not. Tom Hardy as Venom, Woody Harrelson as Carnage. How can this go wrong? Yeah. But they found a way. (laughs) Like I hope Marvel, I hope Sony gives it up because then Marvel will just go, okay, cool. Uh, multiverse, new Carnage from a different universe. Boom. Yeah, Let's do just, Maximum just Carnage. Hit, hit the button. Hit the Doctor Strange button and yeah. fix his all because that's going to be how we fix everything in the MCU. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is that Sony Sony has just been so reluctant on doing it. It's I'm pretty sure that it burned Sony's ass that somebody came out and took their character, the character that they, 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 they fucked up in the original Raimi, in the original Raimi run, then they went and they tried to, to, to reboot it themselves, and they couldn't even get a decent trilogy out of it. The first movie sucked. The second movie sucked. And then they just canned it. They canned the third movie. Why? Because they couldn't do anything. And, and that's the funny thing is that they had the lizard. They had Rhino. They had Electro, the Green Goblin. Who else am I missing? Uh, fuck, I don't even know who else. They had all these characters, and they fucked each and every one of them up. That amazing Spider-Man movie, I'm sorry, but not a single villain was worth shit in that movie. Not a single <laughs> one. And they had great actors playing them. Dude, Paul Giamatti playing, yeah, playing Rhino. Yeah, Paul Giamatti playing Rhino. I was like, dude, let's go. And it was terrible. The stupid fake tattoos on his face looked like a Halloween costume. Like, are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. Dude, you take the Dark Phoenix, you take one of the best X-Men sagas that has ever been written, and how do you do that? How do you, how do you have Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for over 10 years? 17. And 17 years. 
and you give us one good movie with him, which was Logan. Yeah. One. Come on, Sony. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, Fox. to be fair, Logan X Men was Fox, <laughs> but but, um, they, but they true, were, true, it was Fox. They were yeah. on the same par, like it's yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see. Like I, I'm hoping Marvel gets control. I really am, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, I we're all pissed off now, so. <laughs> But I think it's a good point to, to wrap the show up. Uh, we're going to bring the show back. We, we, we missed a week, so we apologize for that. But uh, shows will be back on airing. So hope you guys listen to this. Sorry if we just completely ruined Venom for you and you enjoyed it. You know, good for you. You know, happy, <laughs> happy someone did, honestly. Um, but with that, uh, like, Every time, you know, make sure YouTube, subscribe, follow, like, notifications, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, especially you listening this far in. Uh, we're, I think we're close to an hour at this point of the show. So really appreciate the support and everything. And uh, I guess till next week. Later. Peace out, y'all. Later. Later.